Glory to Jesus Christ, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their history, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is the story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianmedia.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, your host, and the beautiful liturgical music you are hearing at the beginning of our program is the sound of the Divine Liturgy, the Byzantine Divine Liturgy that was prayed at the Ukrainian Byzantine Catholic Cathedral of the Eparchy of St. Josephat in Parma, Ohio. And this liturgy took place as part of the Eastern Catholic Church's encounter. We've been talking about this encounter in our program for a number of weeks now, and it finally is happening. It happened in the Midwest, in Cleveland, Ohio, in the Parma area. We had liturgy during this encounter at the Ukrainian Cathedral. That's what you're hearing. You still have opportunities to attend the Eastern Church's encounter. As I mentioned, the session in the Midwest occurred already, but there is another one coming up October 11th to the 14th. That's Thursday to Sunday at St. Mary Byzantine Catholic Center in Hillsboro, New Jersey. And also on the West Coast, for those of you who do hear us on the West Coast, you have many listeners on the West Coast, which I say hello to all of you and thank you for listening. You can attend this encounter Thursday to Sunday, November 1st to the 4th at the Hacienda Hotel at LAX Airport. That's at the Hacienda Hotel, November 1st to the 4th. So there's opportunities to attend this encounter of the Eastern Catholic Churches. At this encounter, there are different presentations by various speakers. The emphasis is on the laity. They're on the laity and what laity should, can, ought to do as Eastern Catholics in an Eastern Catholic Church in America. Series and Catholic churches, of course, have their origins in areas of the Middle East, Russia, Central Europe, those areas. But they also, of course, have come to this country in America. Immigrants came here largely in the 19th and 20th centuries and set up their communities and their churches. Now these Eastern Catholic churches, which have their homelands, their places of origin in other countries, now find sizable populations in America, although we're kind of spread out. And we face separate challenges unique to each one of the Eastern Catholic churches, the particular churches. We also face common challenges as Eastern Catholics in America. And so the point of the encounter was to come together in support, fraternity, in charity, and in prayer, but also to hear about the Eastern Catholic Churches, what we can do, what our situations are, especially in regard to the laity responding and confronting the issues of our day, the issues that especially are pertinent to the Eastern Catholic Churches. So once again, you can go and attend these 
encounters that are still going on October 11th to the 14th, St. Mary Byzantine Catholic Church in Hillsborough, New Jersey, or on the West Coast at the Hacienda Hotel, November 1st to the 4th at LAX Airport. Now, to find out about that, you can go to the website encounter2012easterncatholicchurches.org. That's encounter 2012 easterncatholicchurches.org. We're going to be presenting some of the points from some of the speakers at the first encounter, which was held in the Midwest, which I had the privilege of attending. What they did was they had the session just for the clergy on Thursday and Friday so that we could attend, because many of the priests, of course, are very busy on weekends, so they couldn't stay for the whole weekend. So they had the speakers present the sessions for the clergy and then repeated them again for the laity on Friday and Saturday and then on Sunday. And so, as I attended with many priests and religious from the various Eastern Catholic churches, I took notes and got some audio clips that you're going to hear. We're going to be presenting to you, over a number of programs, some of the essence of the messages of the speakers of this encounter, because it's a very significant event. Because remember, these are Eastern Catholic churches, various jurisdictions, that have come together. And this happens about every five years, and it's very significant. So we're going to bring to you some of the main points of the speakers. But before we do that, I do want to say hello to some of you. In fact, and want some, someone in particular, Kathy Miller. Kathy Miller from St. Paul, Minnesota. The reason I'm saying hello to you, Kathy, is because of a good friend of yours, Father Anthony Salim, who spoke at the encounter, sat next to me at the table, and he was talking to me about Light of the East and says that he has a very enthusiastic listener that he knows of named Kathy Miller from St. Paul, Minnesota. So hello, Kathy, to you from all of us here at Light of the East, and thank you for listening. Again, that's information I got from your friend, Father Anthony Salim. He did give a talk, and we'll be talking about his presentation as well on our program. He was one of the speakers at this encounter. I also want to say hello to William Radovich, a longtime great friend of Light of the East here. And William has had to go into early retirement. He wrote a letter to me recently, had to go into a little, little bit of early retirement due to a little health situation. I mean, he's okay, but uh, our prayers are with him, but he just uh, couldn't qualify for a particular job that he has. And he's, uh, but he's still a very faithful listener, and we do appreciate hearing from him. And we thank him for all that he's done for us here at Light of the East. So once again, William Radovich, our prayers are with you. And again, as always, thanks for being such a great friend to us over the years. Really a, a wonderful friend. He sends you the most beautiful cards. They always have an icon on them. And the recent one he sent to me is this beautiful icon of Christ on there. So again, <laughs> William, thank you again for all your thoughtfulness, especially with these beautiful cards that you sent to me, these beautiful icon cards. Also, a new friend of ours here at Lie of the East, who's listening, I believe, on Living Bread Radio, William Cuffrin. William Cuffrin from Akron, Ohio. We really appreciate hearing from all of you who are listeners in the Akron, Cleveland, Canton, Youngstown area on Living Bread Radio. So once again, welcome, William Cuffrin, and thank you very much for your kind letter. As I mentioned, we'll be talking about the speakers at this encounter. The very first speaker was Deacon Alexander Roblicki. He's the executive director for the Secretariat for Evangelization and Social Concerns for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. Now, he's a Byzantine Catholic deacon, but he is employed by the Roman Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. And he was the lead-off speaker. Living stones were being built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Okay? So that is the essence of the church. The church isn't the buildings or the structures or the Pope. I mean, he's part of the church, no doubt. But the, the whole church is the Laos Tuteu, the people of God, is what we want to talk about today. In his talk, Deacon Rublicki talked about the laity, and he said that our goal as laity is theosis. Now, that's a very Eastern term. It means to become more and more into the image and likeness of God, which actually means, and he brought out a good point, 
to become the natural man. The natural man, yes. John Paul II picks this theme up in his Theology of the Body when he talks about original man. In other words, how we were at the beginning. How we were at the beginning is how we're supposed to be going now. In other words, we're supposed to be, in a sense, returning to the beginning. But then to the beginning, but even to the future all at the same time. Now that sounds confusing, but here's what I mean. Before the fall, the natural man or original man was the human being that we were meant to be. Now, the fall happens, and we live in what John Paul II would call the era of historical man. In other words, history as we know it, which, of course, includes lots and lots of sin, lots and lots of death and war and all these bad things. Those were never meant to be. But Jesus Christ comes into that era of the historical man. In other words, the unnatural man. See, sin is unnatural. All the bad things in life are unnatural. They were never meant to be. Remember, Adam and Eve, you call from the Bible, they were in the Garden of Paradise. They were very, very happy. And they were meant to just pass on body and soul gently, beautifully into heaven to the next life forever. But sin, of course, changed that. Well, Jesus Christ comes into that era and redeems it. He kind of puts things back together again. In fact, he points us into an even greater direction. He points us and takes us to our destiny. So our destiny, in other words, where we're headed, where we're going to end up forever in heaven, body and soul reunited, spiritualized, transfigured, in a sense, is a return to the beginning. But the beginning and beyond. In between, which we call reality in this world, really isn't reality. It's not natural. Sometimes people talk about whenever we sin, they say, well, you know, it's natural to feel this. It's natural to do this. No, natural, what is natural means to be that perfect person, that holy person, that Adam and Eve were before the fall, and who we will be in the end of time in heaven, if, of course, we make it. So it was great to have Deacon touch on that as a reminder for the laity, because, again, this encounter is about the laity, of what we're really all about, of what our goal is. It's theosis. And he said that the laity work in the secular area. In other words, it's where believers and non-believers share common humanity. And he said it was a rich field for evangelization because the point of the laity, those of you who are laity are listening, your job, your call is to bring the temporal affairs, in other words, where you work, where you shop, your job, hospitals, government, anything, bus stop, whatever, to bring all of that, you know, the economy, the environment, business, schools, anything, to bring those affairs, we'll call them temporal affairs, into God's order. In other words, to bring to them the meaning of life, what they're supposed to be about. They're supposed to help to serve making the kingdom of heaven on earth. In other words, making the earth holy and everything about the earth, whether made by man or also made by God. Of course, all things are made by God, but some things, of course, made by the hand of man in cooperation with God or God in cooperation with man. All those things, whether of the earth, directly of the earth, or made from man, are to be brought into a certain order. That order is what we talk about in the Our Father, to make on earth what is in heaven. That's part of the call of the laity that Deacon Rublickly reminded us of during this encounter of the Eastern Catholic Churches. We'll talk more about that when we return. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, 
we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, an Eastern Catholic priest and host of Light of the East Radio. As an Eastern Catholic, my spiritual and family heritage comes from Central Europe, a land that is all too familiar with religious persecution and assaults upon religious liberty. Precisely because of my spiritual and family background as an Eastern Catholic, it is with a certain credibility and urgency that I want to warn Americans of the danger of the recent health and human services mandate forcing religious institutions to do something against their consciences. Far from being just a simple piece of a government-inspired healthcare plan, the health and human services mandate springs from the same philosophies and worldviews that eventually led to the all-out persecution and assault on religious liberty in the areas of the world such as Eastern and Central Europe, Russia, and the Middle East. I am asking all of you to contact your government representatives and to support the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops in getting our government to rescind this unprecedented encroachment on religious liberty. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. The Tabor Life Institute which is dedicated to the formation and education in the theology of the body. To find out more about the Tabor Life Institute, you can go to taborlife.org. That's taborlife.org. Especially if you're interested in conferences and retreats, in particular for youth, young adults, and also for those of you who speak Spanish. That's taborlife.org. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Law, your host, and we're encountering the encounter. In other words, on these programs, take a few of them to encounter, to bring to the encounter. <laughs> In other words, the encounter of the Eastern Catholic Churches, which is occurring throughout the United States. The first part happened in September, which I attended. The next one is October and November. And again, to find out and to be part of it, and I ask, certainly urge you to do, if you want to really immerse yourself, get a good feel a good experience of the Eastern Catholic Churches, go to the website. You can find out about the schedule and register, the locations, fees, everything. Encounter2012, easterncatholicchurches.org. Encounter2012, easterncatholicchurches.org. As always, we're saying hello to some of our listeners out there, especially our very faithful ones. And once again, of course, always Sonia. Sonia from California. She's always so faithful to us. Thank you very, very much, Sonia, for all your prayers and your faithful listening. Another event I want to tell you about, it's going to happen at my church, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois. It's actually a function of the Byzantine Catholic Cultural Center, which you're going to be hearing a lot more about on this program. It's called the Festival of Hope 2012. Our bishop's going to come out for the weekend. It's a weekend at my church, Saturday, October 27th through Sunday, October 28th. There'll be things for youth. There'll be classes, sessions for adults, breakout sessions, different kinds of forms of prayer in the Eastern churches time with our bishop, a hierarchical divine liturgy, food, all kinds of uh, good combination of spirituality and fun all together. That's called the Festival of Hope, and the reason we're having this in different parts of our eparchy is because it's kicking off what is the process of discernment and renewal of our eparchy that's going to end up in what's called Assembly 2013. In other words, this is where we're going to chart the future, God willing, in cooperation with God and the Holy Spirit, for our Church of Parma, the Eparchy of Parma. In other words, things have to be renewed and changed. Some changes may be very fundamental and dramatic. It's basically, first and foremost, as Deacon Rublicki talked about in his talk at the encounter, a change of heart. 
It's a change of heart that manifests itself in the change of certain aspects of our church to make it more dynamic, make it more effective in confronting today's world, more evangelical, more Eastern, more true, more authentic, more Christ-like, more everything that's good. So we're kicking it off with these festivals of hope, and ours is happening at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church on Saturday, October 27th. It starts at 10 o'clock in the morning, and it goes through Sunday, October 28th. Again, you can meet our bishop, Bishop John Kudrick. To find out more information about that, you can go to our website of our parish, byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. Or you can go to the Cultural Center website, bizcathculturalcenter.org. That's bizcath, Catholic, Catholic, you know, C-A-T-H, B-Y-Z, C-A-T-H, culturalcenter.org. Again, October 27th to Sunday, October 28th at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois. One of the other points that Deacon Roblecki made in his first opening talk at the Encounter in Ohio, that was the first of the three encounters of the Eastern churches in the United States, is that he said that the role of the laity in the world, they sort of the what of it, is that they are four things. They are liturgists. That's right, you're a liturgist. In other words, you participate and help make happen the liturgy. And liturgy means public work of the people. That's why liturgy is a public thing. It has to do with a group, a community of people coming together and rolling up their sleeves, spiritually speaking, and raising their hearts to God, doing the work of worship, of proclaiming their love and gratitude towards God and the glory of God. Then they are defenders of the faith. And many of you know that in the workplace, how oftentimes we're attacked. Were you young people, young adults going off to college? As always, I warn young adults from my church, the teenagers, when they grow up and go off to college, I say, now listen, we hopefully prepared you well because you're going to encounter a lot of challenges to your faith. And you have to be ready to defend and to articulate and to spread and inspire people with your witness of faith. So liturgists, defenders of faith, and workers of mercy. That's right, workers of mercy to bring justice and mercy, the, the right thinking, the right kind of ethos to every aspect of the workplace. The workplace is not supposed to be separate from church. Church should animate the workplace. And from the workplace, we bring what happens there to church to kind of offer it up, to sort of clean it up, sanctify it, offer it up to God as what is holy. Work is holy. Remember that from the Bible. That's how Adam was going to earn his salvation. He was going to make work part of his redemption. So work is holy. So we bring work to church. We do. We bring what we do. We offer it to God, asking him to take it as our sacrifice, offering it back to him. And in turn, what we do in church, what we get in church, so to speak, though we don't go to church to get anything, but what we do get anyway, is the grace and the information, the animation of how to approach the workplace. So again, that's the, a great call to laity. So that's number three, liturgist, defender of the faith, and worker of mercy. And finally, a spiritual guide. This is especially a point in the Eastern Catholic churches, in Eastern spirituality, where it's not just a priest or a nun that can be a spiritual director. Oftentimes, it was even laity. Remember, laity had in the church traditionally a very important role. In fact, monasticism, we think of holy monks and nuns as being very, very different, very separate but that actually was a lay movement. It's kind of the full development, the essence of, of laity. That's right. Yeah, monks were not priests. Sometimes they became priests, but they weren't always priests. Generally, they were not. They were lay people. Lay people. It was a lay movement. Monasticism is a lay movement. 
Nowadays, of course, it has become something that is vowed, in a sense, a consecrated life, but it actually was a lay movement. So laity, too, can be spiritual director, spiritual guides. Not just anybody, but it is possible for laity to be spiritual guides. So four areas on what the laity do to sanctify the world. This process of theosis we talked about earlier. Liturgist, defender of the faith, work of mercy, and spiritual guide. There was also one other point that Deacon made that's very significant. The how of becoming these four things will oftentimes require, in fact, actually they will always require in some way, either a white martyrdom or a red martyrdom. White martyrdom, of course, is something like monasticism or the basic asceticism of our Christian faith, which we are immersed in by virtue of our baptism. It's a continual dying to our fallen passions, dying to our selfish, narcissistic, prideful self, and rising to our real self, the Christ-like self. This is what baptism is about. That's what monasticism is about. That's why monasticism is, as John Paul II said, proclaimed it, is the reference point for all of the baptized. So that's white martyrdom, which we all experience and should experience moment to moment, day to day, week to week, on various degrees. But then there's also red martyrdom, the actual physical shedding of blood, which is happening in our day and age more than any other time in history, if you can imagine that. Yeah, we don't we don't think of that oftentimes in America because we're so blessed with our safety and our security and our freedom of worship. But in much of the world, especially the Eastern Catholic world, as we speak, as you're listening to this program, there are people shedding blood in red martyrdom for their faith. One way or the other, we cannot escape martyrdom. So during this encounter, many of the talks had a, a kind of a common theme, which was good to see, good to hear. And that common theme was our sense of martyrdom, of dying to self and stepping up to embracing our call, especially as laity, and of collaborating with each other between the Eastern Catholic churches to sanctify the world. First, for our own personal theosis, that is our own ongoing growth in the image and likeness of Christ, and also then from that, to be able to sanctify the world. That was kind of the message of this conference, to call, especially the laity, to understand their call to holiness, that we all share the same call of holiness from our baptism, but that holiness, in the terms of the lay people, is applied in, in specific ways in the workplace, in the secular world. That's their calling. The laity, those of you who are laity, have a very, very special powerful and challenging call to enter into the secular sphere, you know, the temporal world, and to put that into God's order. In other words, to bring about theosis, divinization to the temporal world. The temporal world is not separate from the liturgical and sacramental world. I cannot emphasize that enough. And that was a, a very strong point and a, and a worthwhile point, salient, relevant point, that was brought out during this encounter of the Eastern Catholic Churches. And it started right off with the very first speaker, Deacon Roblicki from the Roman Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. Again, he's a Byzantine Catholic deacon, but he's working for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. He was a lead speaker, and these are just some of the points that he had made. I want to bring to you, as we come towards the end of our program today, just more of the sounds, the beautiful sounds of the Byzantine liturgy that was celebrated at the encounter of the Eastern Catholic Churches. And what you're hearing is the choir from the Ukrainian Byzantine Catholic Cathedral of St. Josephat in Parma, Ohio. And I want to thank you for listening. We're going to talk more about this encounter on future programs. 
I'm Father Thomas Leia, a Knight of the East. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To find out more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue this program with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount would be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East 14610. Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610, Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K, Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God bless you and grant you many happy years. (laughs) 